Hi everyone, this is Desiree Brown and you're listening to the Young Eager Writers Podcast. I'm here with Daniel Seaman. Daniel, if you just want to, if you could just introduce yourself and talk about your writing education, mm-hmm. what you write, and uh, how long you've been writing as well. Sure. So uh, my name is Daniel Seaman, like she said. I've been writing for as long as I can remember. You know, I um, we'll, we'll talk probably about my novels later on, but one of the novels that I wrote uh, was when I was like 13, 14 when I finished writing it. So it, it's been a while, uh, at least 10 years or so. Um, as far as education, I am a history major, but I minored in English, so I took a lot of um, English classes and a lot of English electives and a lot of writing electives. So, um, like, you know, we met at a creative writing class, um, writing poetry. So um, just here and there, you know, um, just taking up, picking up classes and kind of studying on my own time, you know, reading poetry books or reading stuff about writing. So writing theory, that kind of idea. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I was going to ask you, so you, you majored in history and you you minored in creative writing? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or English. English exactly. with a focus in creative writing, yeah. So. so so your plan, like, now that you've graduated, mm-hmm. are you trying to take more of the creative writing path or more of, like, history teacher path? Um, History. So my dream job has always been to uh, teach people. I've always loved teaching people. Um, so I would like to someday become a history professor who writes on the side. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my, you know, my hopes and aspirations and what I'm going for right now. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, I mean, that's my dream as well, but mm-hmm. obviously um, more creative writing in English. Right. But so, yeah, let's jump right in and talk about you've completed three novels. Yes, right? I have completed three novels. Yeah. And uh, have any of them been published yet no uh i am working up the courage slowly and surely to uh to put to publish them excuse me and um i don't know my family always jokes that i'm gonna be that writer who after i pass away they look and find all this different stuff to publish in my trunk so (laughs) we'll see if it ever happens but yeah i uh, i have not published anything yet i've tried to publish a couple of my poems um, haven't been accepted yet, so, you know, still working on that. But, um, no, I have not published anything yet. So, and I, I hope you don't mind me asking. I would, I guess I want to make you a little vulnerable. Right. Hey, that's okay. Just for our viewers uh, and our listeners, I think that a lot of young writers struggle with that. From right. from speaking to people, right. they're, um, they st- they stop and they, they don't submit their work because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not sure about it. So what in particular stops you from trying to submit your stuff? Uh, so I listen to a lot of, you know, writers and stuff. And something that they always talk about is once they publish something, they always never look at it again because they know there's, there's something wrong with it. Um, whether they catch that or not, whether they catch that before they publish it or not. Um, but a lot of writers don't even read their novels because A, they've looked at it for so many hours and B, they don't want to find anything that they could change in it after they published it. And so that's something that I have been struggling with a lot, that line of good enough and not perfect. And so I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, you know, I could re-edit this and re-edit this and re-edit this a hundred times and still find stuff that's wrong with it so uh that's you know what i'm kind of dealing with at the moment so i i i get it you know and it's it's a struggle and it's it's Mm -hmm. fun but it's um 
it is what it is. So yeah, one day I'll probably feel comfortable enough maybe, but. And it's a, it's a hard line because mm-hmm. realistically we have to know nothing's going to be perfect to right. us. Right? right. So how, how perfect can we get, right. you know? Um, but yeah, but I, I think that's smart to take that extra time and wait until you're, you're more confident about publishing stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I want to ask, how do you bridge the world of history with your writing? Like, mm-hmm. do you write historical fiction? Uh, I don't write historical fiction. I write a lot of fantasy. I write a mm. ton of fantasy. I read um, a ton of fantasy. That's, yeah, a lot of my reading is fantasy and a lot of my writing. Um, I mean, I write other stuff, poetry, and um, I write some uh, like contemporary stuff, but a lot of my writing is fantasy and those four novels that I, or those three novels that I've finished, the fourth one that I have gotten really close to finishing, um, are, have all been fantasy. So, um, the way that history ties in for me is, um, a lot of fantasy is based on certain historical time periods. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to take that and, um, base my history setting or my fantasy setting off of, you know, historical time periods. That's typically the, uh, late medieval p- period, but um, it can be other things. So de- just depending on the fantasy novel itself. But awesome, that's really that's really neat. So do you think that you get most of your inspiration from reading fantasy? Like I'm a big George R. R. Martin fan. Mm-hmm. Or do you think you get most um, most inspiration from like textbooks? Um, a lot of my inspiration is from fantasy. From um, you know, seeing what other people do and then you know kind of taking that and say okay that's a cool idea how would i have done that you know and be able to put my own personal spin on stuff um a lot of it is um i love like magic systems that's one of the reasons i love fantasy so being able to um look at other people and how they um come up with a magic system or um like a hard magic system or a soft magic system and um, take that and incorporate that into their novel and then being able to be like okay well that's a good idea how would i have taken that what what can i turn into a magic system what can i do to um like i said put my own personal spin on that so Mm -hmm. so do you do any um do you research for these fantasy novels oh yeah, yeah 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 so do a lot of research and uh one of the things that uh, I actually learned in history classes was research. And so, um, being able to, you know, research, um, history classes are very research heavy and research, research oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to <laughs> learn that actually helped me a lot of my creative writing. And so researching, whether that is, like I said, like the, the historical time period that it's going to be loosely based on or um researching okay well if i'm basing a magic system on emotions what kind of research do i need to do on emotions should i you know look at different types of emotions that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. yeah i um do a lot a lot of research on um different aspects and some of that is research on like other fantasy books and sometimes that's research on like real world real world aspects so So for for young writers who are kind of maybe like filling up their Google search with Mm -hmm. all of this super, you know, crazy things that you have to delete later. um, What's what's your advice to that? Maybe like the the easiest way or how to um, find uh, credible work? Um, So that's a good question. A lot of research I think people do online and i think that is that's a good place to start 
But the best research that I've found has always been in physical books, whether that's, you know, from the, the library, from the school library, whatever. So my um, advice would be to look online for a place to get started and um, a place to find where to start researching. And then I go out into the real world and, you know, as writers sometimes, you, yeah. know, you know, the stereotypical, like, social um, interaction avoidance. But, um, you know, go out there and do some, you know, some some physical work and start looking through your library and look through their indexes. And your libraries are great resources to find um, research research um, opportunities. So Yeah. I mean, I highly agree with oh, that. Yes. You know? It's so good. <laughs> They're so great. You find so. everything in a library. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Talk yeah, to your yeah. local librarian and they can for find sure, what you're looking for. for. Sure. Um, one of the things I want to discuss with you, I think I'm curious to know, okay. is how did you complete three novels being a college student? Like, how did you find the time? So, um... There is a website called NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month is what it's short for, and um, three of those four novels were written while doing NaNoWriMo, and it's where you take you take a month, the month of November, um, and you write a 50,000 uh, word novel within that space of 30 days or whatever. Um, I think it's 30 days in November, you know, whatever, however many days <laughs> yeah, it is. That's so, um, yeah, that sounds right. I think yeah, that's right. Sure, yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. I believe um, you. Yeah, so <laughs> 30 days, 50,000 words, and it's just, um, it gives you a place to interact with other writers as you're doing this major project, and it uh, so it's encouraging in that way. It gives you a set goal every day, so... Um, I think it's 1,655 words a day. It might be 1,656, but it's it's a doable amount. You know, it's not it's not ter- terrible. And so you um, write that, and if you miss a day, then it still gives you how many words you need to make up for the next day. And so it's a it's a really cool resource, and um, it's basically a way to um, brute force <laughs> spending time writing. You know, yeah. and so. The key way and the key um, thing about writing to me is just, you know, sit down and do it and write through your writer's block, which can be tough, but yeah, it's it's effective. So, I think that's a great, like, to, to know that all three of the novels came mm-hmm. to be through this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, and that, that's such an accomplishment, you know, yeah. but you're, you're totally right. Writing through that writer's block right. is so hard to do, but it's doable. Right. And to be fair, I mean, the first edit, when you <laughs> write it in 30 days, is pretty rough. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, go back through and edit again and again and again, and it helps refine it. So. Yeah, like, the the best thing I've ever heard is that a good writer isn't really a good writer, it's a mm. good editor. Right. So, I think that's it, that's sound advice. Um, so, I have a few more questions here. Um, one of the things, because you, I mean, it seems like you want to publish books in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, I want to know, like, a, a lot of people I've been interviewing talk about the, the pressure. Um, and I want to know, like, to what extent do you do you feel that? Like, I think because you're going in the line of you're going to become a, a history professor right. someday. Do you still feel that, like, urge to produce really good work and then that pressure of when you when you don't? Um, that's a good question, and by that I mean, give me a second to think. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, obviously, it's it's to a much lesser ex- extent because you know I don't have 
editors knocking down my door waiting for the next, you know, draft or whatever. But I do feel that, you know, that pressure of society where they, you know, they will rip apart pretty much, <laughs> pretty much anything. And so you got to mm-hmm. give them something, something that's good and something that's done well. And so um, in that aspect, yeah, I, I do feel that a little bit that I want, um, I want to be perfect for myself and for others so that they can enjoy it better. Um, but also not really, <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. I think it would be more so if I was already published. Um, but I don't know. I'd... Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I don't good. Know. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I envy that because even before I was published, there was, there was less of a pressure, but right. I still felt the pressure to right. be like, this needs to be yeah. good, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's there. It's just. I try not to think about it a lot. That's good. <laughs> so that's, maybe, yeah. you know, that's uh, not a great tactic, you know, avoid aversionary av- tactics or whatever, but oh well. I mean, you completed three novels, so it's obviously, <laughs> hey, it's working thanks, somewhat. Thanks. Yeah, um, somewhat. And then, so, you know, because this is for young writers, I mm-hmm. do you have any, I mean, advice off the top of your head that maybe you've, learned over the years or maybe struggles you've had and you found a way to overcome um i would say the key thing is just because you're young that doesn't mean that you don't have anything to say you know and especially anything of value to say a lot of people look down on people because they're younger younger um, and i think that's not the right approach you know i think everybody has something of value to say um that might be different things for different people but well that is that is different things for different people but um that's part of what makes it really cool so just because you're young that doesn't mean that you can't work hard to put your work and effort out into the world and that doesn't mean that um that work isn't valuable so. mm-hmm. yeah well said i agree with that and uh more and more um like established writers mm-hmm. are saying the exact same thing yeah. they're like they're reaching out to people and they're like you you have plenty to say by right. the time you're i mean god 15 16 17 who who cares by 12 you have right. something to write about um so at the end of every podcast i try to ask my writers uh fun sometimes hard question oh, great. it's just a fun question um and for you i wanted to ask you um if you could time travel Oh. to any period or time okay. or date or place wherever where would you go so that's a little dangerous asking the history major um, <laughs> is that yeah oh i didn't know i could probably you know come up with four or five different places um my favorite two periods in history were the late medieval period which i've already mentioned and um the revolutionary period the revolutionary age and so that is 1250 to 1500 and 1775 to 1850 respectively and so thank you for clarifying you're welcome you're welcome (laughs) i needed that yeah so um you're welcome so uh either one of those i think either of them would be very very cool to see um i'd probably lean more towards the the revolutionary period just because that's where a lot of um stuff that we consider to be like modern beliefs started to, to really, really take place and um, change society and culture and um, politics. Mm. And so um, probably that's where I would go. But um, I don't know. Everybody loves like 
the Middle Ages, so mm-hmm. maybe the late medieval period too, but we'll see. I'll let you know when I finish my time <laughs> okay. machine and okay, we'll, we'll get that going. Yeah, hey, well, then we'll go to both, right? So, yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, Daniel, I want to thank you for allowing me to interview you. No problem. I uh, had fun. Yeah, me too. This was Good. great. Good. Uh, to all my young writers out there, if you liked this episode and you want to hear more, you can find more at youngeagerwriters.org. Thank you.